0: Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, and you're listening to Candair Podcast.
1: another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack
2: Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook.
1: And returning to the show this week, uh, you're going to know him best as Zordon from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We welcome back actor and writer David J. Fielding. David, thanks so much for being back. Man, it's great to have you again.
3: I am very happy to be back. It's always great to talk to you guys and and share our ups and downs about all the pop culture stuff that we we love so much. Yes. (laughs) Thanks thanks for having me
1: do best i think uh, when we all get together and you know we haven't talked in a little while i think the last time we talked was uh, when we talked about the batman yeah movie, which i mm-hmm. thought turned out a good conversation that was episode 433 but uh since that we haven't talked about much of anything so a lot to catch up on it's kind of like a, a end of summer review i know we have a little bit of uh, summer left but pretty much everything we've missed all summer we haven't had a chance to talk about so that's what we're going to be doing today but before we do anything don't forget to find us on twitter at canned air pod and on instagram at canned underscore air and if you want to show some support many different ways you can do it head to canned there's a merch tab that has all kinds of new uh shirt designs jack do you want to yes. elaborate a little bit on that
0: there's a tmnt inspired design mm-hmm. and a star wars, star wars. inspired,
1: yep. and they were designed by a patron uh, joshua bella so big thanks yes. to him they're amazing designs so check them out uh, He's also, already got a couple of them. He bought some already. Yeah, yeah, he we got them yesterday. As a matter of fact. do we yeah. owe him any of that little? <laughs> those that two dollars we made? Nope. He was,
0: <laughs> he was happy enough to, to donate his artwork.
1: So. Well, it's much appreciated. He's such a cool dude.
0: We uh, pay him in content.
1: There we go. Okay. <laughs> even though he's a patron <laughs> and pays for content. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> but um, uh, also our Patreon page, where for 5 to $10 a month, gets you access to hours upon hours upon hours of content that we've recorded uh, that the normal people aren't getting. The normies aren't getting. If you want that extra content, I think we always uh, divulge a little bit more. I know I divulge more about myself on that side of the uh, spectrum. I don't know about you guys. Would you say you do the oh, same? Oh, for sure. Oh, I've told a
0: couple of stories yeah. <laughs> that nobody no else stories knows stories we about. tell
1: on there that we don't dare <laughs> tell on a normal show. So if you want that juicy content, that's where you're going to go. Uh, Randy, what am I forgetting?
2: Uh, go to evergreenpodcast.com and check us out, all the other great shows. And if you got a spooky story, we want to hear it.
1: That's the truth. Halloween is quickly approaching, unfortunately. I could have it summer all year round, but I... Um as hard as i wish i can't make that happen so halloween is approaching and for our halloween episode we once again this year are collecting uh spooky stories of the paranormal ufo just weird unexplainable kind of things that may have happened to you we want to get you on the show and uh, have you tell your story for our halloween episode so if you're interested in doing that have a story uh send us an email at info at candarepodcast.com and uh we'll be in touch hope to hear from you guys and is there anything else i think that's it all right well let's jump right into it uh so how far back are we going again like i said at the top of this last thing we talked about was the batman i think what came soon after that and correct me if i'm wrong was dr strange i don't think we had a chance to really talk about that did we i don't think i don't
0: think so no i don't think we did either
1: all right well let's just go around Uh, a quick overall thoughts of dr strange david let's start with you That movie made me very angry.
2: Um, (laughs) uh, Uh So, uh,
3: since The Eternals, I've kind of gotten... This phase of the MCU hasn't hit for me, and and I'm not really sure why that is. I mean, I think we talked about The Eternals and how, you know, I, I. I had no connection to any of those characters, and so I really didn't have any sort of investment into the movie. And and sure. for me, the stakes of it just weren't there. And I really only went there for the final tease, so I get to hear Blade, you know, get introduced <laughs> in, you know at least vocally, and that was awesome. But um, and then we had uh, No Way Home, which was great. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a had a really emotional punch to the to that one. And the Hawkeye series I thought was fun. It, it oh, had yeah. a uh, yeah. You know, you can you can think of it as uh, trying to redeem Hawkeye for for all of the horrible shit he did during Endgame about you know being uh-huh. a, becoming a mass murderer or whatever. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I just really enjoyed the dynamic of of Haley Seinfeld and and Florence Pugh; those two characters oh, yeah. who had their own
1: show. It was just awesome. <laughs> no, and then um, was what, was there anything else that came out before Doctor Strange? There could uh-huh. be I, I there were so many things that were just I mean so-
3: the, the Moon Knight series was, was good, but I don't think it like knocked it out of the park for me. It it um it was really great the 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 take they had on it and I really enjoyed it, but again it, it didn't like go up to and then
0: I think for Moon Knight the best part of it was uh Oscar Isaac's performance. Oh yeah. yeah. It was I mean incredible. it was good, but his performance was really good. He did triple duty on that thing. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did.
1: And David, let me ask you a question really quick, because, you know, I think your description of Moon Knight is very accurate. It was good, but it, you know, felt like it maybe could have been better. Um, It's not one of those uh, Marvel series I'm probably going to rewatch. But as far as continuity goes, you know, I've never read a lot of Moon Knight, but I feel like I remember back in the day, like, Correct me if I'm wrong, but Egypt wasn't a part of his whole thing. Or has it been the whole time? Initially, no.
3: Initially, it was just sort of like this. uh, I think it was kind of vague and stuff. It got really more important uh, once they moved into the 80s, I think. But when he was first introduced in the 70s, he was a hired killer who was going to kill werewolf by night. That was his whole thing. He was just a costumed uh, mercenary like Frank Castle was or, or whatever
1: wasn't there uh, a time where he had like an even like a crescent moon like kind of like a green goblin glider thing that he would zip around on or I, possibly that... I mean uh <clears throat> it, it was later on in in the in the comics
3: that they introduced his uh split personality and, and stuff right. to explain um you know they, they were telling stories about mental issues and, and stuff like that and, and that character is great for that because you know he split you know one for the other sure. and,
2: in the comics, didn't he go full on Batman too and get a sidekick for a hot minute? And then,
3: probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm not all that familiar with, with the comics. I mean, I like the character. I like the concept of the character. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he he has sort of a Deadpool quality to him that he he doesn't necessarily break the fourth wall, but he, uh, like he calls Dracula a big nerd. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't talk like a uh, like a, a regular. Uh, I don't know. Four Color Hero, or, or something like that, but sure. uh, I mean, I did like a lot of the visuals of the show. Some of the transitions about him changing into the costume, and there's that one shot of him jumping in the air where the where the cape made that yes, that, yes. That crescent shape, and that was just so awesome. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was really brave of them in the one episode where they killed the Stephen personality. He fell off I the know. boat and he be- mm-hmm. and I thought that is awesome everybody had fallen in love with steven at that point but then they turned around and brought him right back the next episode i was like oh that would have been a braver choice to like you know leave him with half a brain or something like that but um uh, they're already apparently in filming moon Knight 2 so i mean it's there's going to be a a second season so we'll we'll see what happens with that but
1: i'll watch it (laughs) i mean for sure again i didn't i don't think it was bad or anything it just it wasn't uh wasn't the same thrill ride you typically get, and at the end of the series, when when um, I can't remember her name, but his girlfriend or his ex-wife or whatever uh, became superpowered or something, I was just kind of like, yeah, Scarlet uh-huh. scare Yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that, but I think that's just because I don't have a any really kind of back knowledge on Moon Knight, you know. So I don't know. Again,
3: I, I think this is the thing that I'm I'm wrestling with with this phase of the MCU is that I feel like a lot of these movies are not being made. Uh, they're being made for for other folks, and that's great. That's that's yeah. fantastic. Bring as many many people into the to the fandom as possible. But I'm sitting in the theater. I'm like, on. I don't. I don't identify with this. I, yeah. I don't. And 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 I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just that uh, I, I walk out of the theater a little deflated, thinking, oh.
0: Yeah. Kind of, that was two hours, yeah. <laughs>
3: and, and so when I went into Doctor Strange, um, the the first thing I I will say is this: I think it's a crime that that opening sequence they didn't have Bruce Campbell playing Doctor Strange in that opening sequence when he's running with America Chavez. That <laughs> that awesome. I mean, it was, awesome. it was it was it was Benedict Cumberbatch as as Doctor Strange or whatever. But I I think it would because we've we've already seen in in other versions or other multiverses of of the MCU, the characters look a little different than they do right. from the characters that we're used to in the movies and stuff. Right. So it would have been so great to have Bruce Campbell as that universe's Doctor Strange who tries to kill America Chavez. But then, you know, <laughs> it, would, it would have taken away from Benedict Cumberbatch being undead Doctor Strange. It would have been right. Bruce yep. Campbell being undead Doctor Strange. Have, <laughs> because when I was sitting there and like, half an hour into it and I'm like going, Oh, this is an evil dead movie. It, mm-hmm. it, it's not a Marvel movie. It's, it's an mm-hmm. evil dead movie because it's Sam Raimi and the camp, the way he was using the camera and just the, the whole, there was a big evil book <laughs> that was yeah. you know, responsible for everything. I was like, this is an evil dead movie. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I, s- I, okay. I saw
0: a meme of a lot of the, the same shots and stuff, and I couldn't believe how much it was like it. Mm. And I, well, Josh, our new patron, he's a huge Ramy fan. And he watching it, he was just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and uh, really, the only thing that I really caught was when what's his name was punching himself. And I was just like, oh, yeah, there it is. Well, I mean, there was there, so much more to it. If you if you remember
3: Army of Darkness, uh, Bruce Campbell has that opening narration where he talks about uh, it got into my hand and it went bad. <laughs> and he's <just> himself <laughs> and he's like, ah! I'm surprised he didn't cut his hand off in this movie too. But um I was really angry with the fact that because I, I felt that they did Wanda Dirty. And I had to remind myself that this movie was supposed to come out before WandaVision. And had it come out that way, I think it would have gone a long way to sort of make me feel better about what they did with her character because. Mm one of the tropes that always grinds my gears is when you have a very, very powerful female character, the tendency is, well, she goes crazy. Hmm.
1: Wow.
3: And I, I felt that they had answered or they had, Wanda had dealt with her grief through WandaVision that she had come to terms with who she was, what her power was all about. And because of the end of WandaVision and because of the trailer for Multiverse of Madness, I was under the impression that it was going to be Strange helping her trying to find her kids. And for me, I think it would have been so much better if Clea had been the villain. Instead of having her, you know, be teased at the end as sort of like this secret reveal, have her be the big bad. Because we don't know her. You know, she's, she's from the Dark Dimension. She's Dormamo's daughter and all that stuff. That would have been fantastic to see uber-powerful Doctor Strange and uber-powerful Wanda Maximoff being taken to school by this other person. You know, it would have been fine. Right. Yeah.
0: In a way, you can argue that it wasn't Wanda that was the villain, it was the Darkhold. Because, I mean, if you want to go that
1: route, you could do that. Well, but... Yeah, but she decided to open it. She decided to use right. it. You know what I mean? But yeah.
2: Curiosity, though.
1: Killed the cat, didn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: But... Yeah, that movie almost felt like it made uh wandavision totally irrelevant because it's we're back to square one after that entire emotional investment of the series yeah
3: Yeah. and uh Mm. you know they they did that stupid cliche thing where you know she she buries herself under a mountain of rubble and i'm like
1: (laughs) (laughs) is she dead is she not dead We'll never know ever possibly know
3: uh huh. I mean, well, as far as far as the technical qualities of the filming was fantastic. It was visually a feast. It had all of these wonderful showcase moments. Uh, America's I mean,
0: star shaped portals worked way better than I thought they would be. Yeah, uh, I was really on the fence about that until one opened, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, that looks cool. Yeah. It's a star." But
1: I, okay, I, I need to open up about this movie. Okay, so <laughs> I love Sam Raimi, but I I didn't like the feel of it here. We've never—I uh, don't even know how to explain it, but but it just felt like we were watching like the Spider-Man movies to me. There was a lot of like similar cinematography between the two films, but there were just a lot of things in the movie that were just kind of—I um, I do not get America Chavez's character. I don't know her. I didn't care for the character really that much, and that's not me, you know, just trying to be a prude. I just don't know her, and it just seems so silly that. She opens up, okay, I can get behind the idea of opening portals to another dimensions all multiverses or whatever, but the fact that she can't control her power and it almost is traumatizing to her through the whole movie because that's how she lost her parents, but she's still running around with these fucking stars all over her jacket and her pants, and like she's really like embracing it i i, I just I felt so um just like who cares, who cares about this character? Because it seemed to kind of be her origin story into the MCU. And there, I feel like there's so many other things that, I don't know, it's like it's like the MCU did all like the, you know, all the, 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 the core characters, then build up to the Infinity Saga. And then now they're like jumping so many other things and just getting to these like more recent characters. And you know, like David said, it's probably for another audience, which is fine totally fine but you know when they supposedly killed off wanda my i was kind of pissed because I was like okay well what about the west coast avengers are we not going to see that you know maybe she's not dead but that's what i thought the follow-up uh from wandavision was going to be was eventually leading into west coast avengers and maybe it still will maybe there's not enough demand for that i don't know but yeah, uh, that was a, that was
3: another reason why I was really kind of angry because we've already lost Cap, we've lost Vision, we've mm-hmm. lost um, uh, uh, Black Widow. Uh, we've had a lot of these big characters uh, get terminated, yeah. you know. And here was another one. We're just gonna we're just gonna clear the slate to you know uh, make room for somebody else. And it's not like I need these characters to continue ad infinitum for the next 60 years or whatever no, because no. The, these actors have lives they want to do other things <laughs> that. Uh, but i i just really felt that that making wanda the villain was not the choice that i would have made and and i i was really aware of that when i was sitting in the theater trying to enjoy it i mean my my clue in for for america was that the fact that she's the only one there's no other version of her there's uh in every other multiverse there's a version of somebody that, right you know there's 100 million Wandas, there's 100 million Doctor Strange, but there's only one of her. And so that I think is the key to her character. And that's, that's, I think that's going to come on down the road. That's, that's, you know, probably going to be a big factor in the whole next
1: Infinity Saga or whatever they're going to go for. But um, the Kang, the Kang, uh, what were they calling that, Jack? Kang the Conqueror. The Kang Kang Dynasty. Kang Kang Dynasty. And then following that was Secret Wars, which. Does that mean they're gonna they're gonna have to bring the Beyonder in unless they rewrite it, right? Wasn't the Beyonder a part of the Secret Wars?
2: Yeah, I think so. Right. And
1: well, I mean, they've they've done some very interesting
3: things with big cosmic characters in the comic book that end up being sort of completely different in the in the cinematic version, and we'll talk oh, about yeah. that in, in Love and Thunder. But um, yeah, I mean, the whole Illuminati thing, I was just like.
1: Yeah, it was a little corny. I was so excited to yeah. see the Illuminati on the big screen, but it was very just corny. I don't like the I don't like Jim Halper being my uh, Mister Fantastic. I hope they recast that, but I strongly doubt they will when they actually put out the Fantastic Four movie. And as cool as it was to see Patrick Stewart, uh, you know, as Xavier again he just looked horribly uncomfortable crammed in that yellow box
0: like, and it was so big was like, too he yeah, was, he was just like,
1: like... <laughs> he was like an infant in a fucking high chair
3: <laughs> if, if there is if there is any moment in in any of these films that i could say is fan service that was it oh, whole, oh yeah definitely the i think the fans have been you know like so hyped for for that kind of thing okay. um Personally, the thing that the thing that thrilled me the most in the last six months was the Black Panther two trailer. Oh yeah, that was oh, yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, I was super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think you know, on on some level, uh, especially for for Doctor Strange and for Love and Thunder, the the lighter tone of them didn't hit the way I think it was supposed to. At least not for me. I have I have a little bit to say for, when we get there. But we're I'm talking about <laughs> Dutch, but, um
0: things. Wonder if it's more of like a palate <laughs> cleanser to try to get off of the the whole uh, Infinity Saga thing, and then going through the couple of the new characters that are have been announced, and then they get these new couple of movies, and it's just like, all right, here's here's some stuff. We're going to get into the big stuff here in a couple.
3: I, I think the Eternals would have worked better if if it had been told in a three movie arc.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That we, yeah, we we didn't get enough time to, to sort of like identify with any of those. I had, again, I had no connection to them. I didn't care that they'd been around for 8,000 years doing, you know, their thing and feeling sorry for themselves. And and again, that was a big part of why I was angry with Dr. Strange. I'm tired of the whole poor, poor, powerful me. I'm the, I'm the, I'm, I'm the world's greatest sorcerer, but I lost the girl. And so, I'm still a human, people. Hey, I have well,
1: feelings. And I might name the episode "Poor, Poor, Powerful Me." That was, that.
0: <laughs> and nobody has noticed that there's a hand and a big head sticking out of the earth too.
3: And and that's the other right. thing that, that
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> there's a celestial out in the middle of the lecture, like, what the fuck?
1: Wouldn't it? that like drastically <laughs> change weather patterns on the planet? Like, wouldn't it? You just would think make, so? Yeah, it would. It would change so much
3: with the. Like, with they the would ER. they would they would adjust flights so people could fly over and take pictures. Look at that! Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, it'd be a tourist destination within a year for sure. Yeah. I mean, you you would
3: like to think
1: that. Well, I mean, it's always been
3: part of the Marvel milieu, and especially for Fantastic Four, where there's always infighting with these characters. The Avengers were always sniping one another. There was a big rivalry between Hawkeye and Cap, and you know. Calling each other Boy Scout and all that kind of junk, but I mean that was the other thing that kind of ticked me off about Wanda is like Wanda's not a dumb character. She she's she thinks she's smart, and yet she gave in to her and and again you know people will shout me down. They they can argue to death about um, her need to be a mother, her need to to have some sort of stability and connection to the real world is is what's driving her, and I get that, but. I th- again, I thought we answered that in WandaVision. I thought that was all over and done with, and and everything. So, yeah, I, I walked out of the movie theater and was very angry about it. And I had talked to Karen Ashley on her little podcast about it, and she was screaming, she, "You can't be angry at this movie! You love the Marvel movies!" I'm like, "Yeah, I but <laughs> it pissed me off." And um, yeah, when it when it showed up on Disney Plus, I watched it again, and and. I kept stopping it and walking out of the room going, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I have to say my rewatch uh, was better, but I, I, I can't say that it Same. excused any of my problems. Man, when he's like leaning over her, when she's on like the sacrifice table, like, I understand now, go ahead and kill me. And he gives her that like inspirational, like, no, America. You can control your power, but at the same time, he's like rotting flesh, and like right. his mouth is. Missing. You've always been able to yeah, do it. God, know. Know. This could have been executed a little bit better, maybe, but what do I know? I was really. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: I was really surprised that you know, at the end of Wandavision, you have that vision transferring his consciousness into the White Vision or whatever. I was really surprised we didn't see any of that and right
1: yeah well that's you know that was like the big thing that i thought oh okay well here comes west coast adventures white vision shit it's they're doing it but then they like just as quick killed her off and i appreciate you know because the whole wandavision thing was you know the telling of the house of m story which is really good but it lacks so much when you don't have the x-men Right there too, you know what I mean? Especially Magneto and Charles. That's the
3: thing, yeah. As as a writer, it really bothered me that they felt like, how do you deal with the most powerful being in the Marvel universe? I mean, Mm -hmm. Wanda can rewrite rewrite reality if she wanted to. So how how do we deal with that? And instead of I don't know, you know.
1: I give kind her of, a book
3: like, yeah they 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 <laughs> kind of wrote her into her corner and said well we'll make her a bad guy and then we'll kill her off and we won't have to worry about that problem anymore yeah <laughs> still other wandas out in the multiverse somewhere you know there's a chance that there is a chance that we're going to see robert downey jr and chris evans show up cameo wise they're going to walk out of
2: a portal or something people are going to lose their shit because they're back or <laughs> um, i would speaking. Speaking of under other Wanda's, there was one thing that, I, I don't know, maybe you guys can help me out with this. So, the Wanda that our Wanda, like, Dream walked into that was, like, kind of like the house mom Wanda, it yeah. didn't seem like she had powers until the end. Like, after that connection was severed when she was right there with the book. Yeah, she author, right? Yeah, she's like my kids, and you see her, like, use her, like, hand levitation or whatever to get out there. And I didn't know if that was, if they're going to play into that or if that was just like she has powers now or kind of what that was about so those
0: residual powers from this, the, the walking sleepwalking, whatever it was called.
2: Yeah. We're going to see like a Wanda that's like less powerful now, but you know, just to kind of like balance the scales or, you know, what's what's 1.5. Yeah, I mean,
3: very. it's been, it's been proved. you know, it's been shown to us that when Wanda understands consequences, she understands that. I mean, she, she caused the death of people in, uh, civil at war at the beginning of the civil war and she she understands you know her power power can be very terrible so she understands consequences but for her to just sort of like going i've made this choice and i'm the bad guy i'm being reasonable <laughs>
1: you know, I'm yeah. like <laughs> right. uh,
3: i don't know i don't know i get it anyway that's that's doctor strange for me
1: that it was <laughs> and you know she could still be alive you know it could be like she can manifest herself back with her power who knows like she could just we could get this universe's Scarlet Witch back but who knows I
3: just I just think it would have been so cool to see Bruce Campbell at the beginning as Doctor Strange that one yeah. really- oh, <laughs> would have been
1: yeah all eyes would have been locked on the screen like what the fuck but in a good what the fuck
0: yeah but instead we just got Pizza Papa got <laughs> <Yeah>, what <laughs> hey, Pizza, Pizza Papa. Papa
3: yeah and then we get the Ferris Bueller tease at the end it's over yeah <laughs> oh, geez. Geez.
1: that was too much yeah it was just like the most drawn out like stop hitting yourself stop hitting yourself kind of joke i was like come on i I can't get the idea of him being dr strange out of my head now at the beginning that'd be sweet (laughs) might have to 3d print that jack hey all right (laughs) we're gonna jump to a quick commercial break but stick around we'll be right back
0: science 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 Science, science, science. hello podcast fans want to get weird with us myself chris cogswell and my co-host marie mayhew as we examine the science philosophy and history behind the strange and unusual all to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's well just made up check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts the mad scientist podcast
1: so what do you want to move on to next uh we have miss marvel we have thor love and thunder i really enjoy i I enjoyed miss marvel again it was uh
3: it was kind of like Moon Knight for me. It it, it didn't, like, lift me over the crest and, and make me go, that was fantastic. But I, I really thought that they had a really wonderful visual style for it, kind of like uh, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, mm. where, where the background would help tell the story. You would see her text message. Uh, mm, yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. I thought that visually was just a really great way to tell her story. And, and all the end credits for every episode were the graffiti, uh, and the celebration of, of her character and stuff. And I, I thought it was really a lot of fun. And, and the girl who plays her was just adorable. I
0: thought she was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, she was perfect. Did you have any knowledge of this character uh, going into it or was this character new to you? Well, I mean, I, I played the Avengers
3: game on PlayStation and so I was familiar with the character. Again, we're, we're, we're being introduced to a lot of characters that, I've had to catch up on because I stopped reading comic books 35 years ago. Uh-huh. So I, I know of these characters because I hang around with people. Uh I I worked in a in a comic book store for a short time. So I was able to catch up on you know what's what's going on, but I don't have the whole collection of comics that tells their whole story and what they've been through up to this point. Uh-huh. Um but I mean, the the sad thing is for for every comic book movie, it's like, well, they're a superhero, they all have sort of Similar traits, and it's easy right. to sort of like get into them because, well, this is going to happen, and there it happened, and you know that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I, I think it was a great little uh, thing for people who might not have been aware of that part of history of the partition that happened in India and Pakistan, and how many people were displaced and why they're living here in the states and stuff. And uh, that whole
0: part was was kind of crazy because <laughs> I had no idea that whole deal yeah, went on.
3: Yeah, and again. Because we live in the world's best timeline right now where we, we are seeing the consequences of actions that were happening 180 years ago, you know, uh-huh. 80, 80 to 100 years ago, those actions are having, still having impacts today. Uh, we're still arguing about shit like that. And we kind of forget that other shit happened in, in the world as well. Here's a chance to sort of get your head out of your American butt and look around at the
0: yeah really stuff happens you know learn something yeah yeah
1: <laughs> I've had my head planted firmly in my American ass because I haven't watched it yet so <laughs> I, I need I don't know I've just never had um, well we'll talk about asses when we get to She-Hulk right so you know we'll- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was really worried with Miss Marvel's the way her power set worked with they, they changed it but once she did her embiggen at the end yeah i was so i was sold i was just yeah. like hell yeah because that's the one one thing i was like that's her power right there yeah. so what yeah. do you mean
1: the the power way, she wasn't like stretching or something or yeah her powers was was
3: more of like a, a light based. um she would manage like these these shells or whatever it was it didn't look like her arms were actually stretching
0: okay yeah it was almost
1: kind of like a, a green lantern yeah. Okay. Oh, he was oh, okay. she'd make
0: constructs of it but it was actually like a crystalline construct but yeah but during, the, during more that
1: pleasing than seeing her arms stretch 20 feet yeah. that, that last conversation that confrontation when
3: she actually grew and and i was like there's miss marvel
0: Yep, exactly i was like hell yeah here we go <laughs> just because i've i played the heck out of her, that's all i used playing marvel's avengers i loved playing her character and i like the character from i've got the the first con- the arc that she has, the whole set when she first came out too. So yeah. I knew a little, I knew quite a bit about her and it was good to see that they actually did do her justice.
3: Yeah. And I, I love the fact that her character is a fan of the Avengers before she becomes one. Yeah. And, and, and I think that really like hones in on, on, a lot of people who are comic book fans who, who love these comic books. They're just like her, you know, I, mm-hmm. I want to go to Avenger con. <laughs> <You> know, <I'm, laughs>
0: That
1: was great. Uh, maybe I'll have to bite the bullet and watch it, but I it's just I don't know. Nothing drew me into it. Um
0: it, one thing you have to know is it's it is very Disney kids. That's one real hard thing to get mm. past is watching it because it's it's so teenage. I'll stick Mate. to the
1: new Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there are there are a couple of moments
3: that that because, yeah, I mean, it, it is a little saccharine sweet in places, but there are a couple of moments where it gets kind of dark and you're like, oh,
1: okay. Yeah, right. that's fine. Would I know who the antagonist is? No, I know. No. I didn't know who they were. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, mysteries on the shelf. I'll have to dig into that eventually.
0: Um, yeah, they I, threw a little bit more of that because of where her origin came from because in the comics, she's an inhuman.
1: Right. So
0: that's, oh. yeah. But instead, they, they give her more of a, a magic side to it. Uh, huh.
1: All right. Well, what do we want to do next? Thor or, uh, well, I guess we probably should do Thor next. Uh, what do we think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, David. I can, I can yeah. try you're busting the seams.
3: Okay, so... Um... I loved Thor Ragnarok. I thought Taika Waititi was the perfect person to direct that. I love the fact that Thor went from this sort of like stuffy Shakespearean yeah. blowhard <laughs> to uh, this really lovable lunkhead from Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> but I don't think it worked this time. I, th- I think the tone of it um, worked against the movie. And I the main reason I think that is because I don't think that's the actual story that happened because it's Korg telling this story. Right. Right yep. from the beginning, Korg is sitting there telling, let me tell you about the God of Thunder. And he, and he sets everything up. And so I think everything that we saw on the screen was through Korg's eyes. And Korg wow. always embellishes everything. It's yeah. so much <laughs> of a cartoon with him. I mean, even the whole fight in the, in the Palace of the Gods where he gets incinerated and... <laughs> He's still alive because his face is talking. And <laughs> I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> straps it on the back of Valkyrie's head. <laughs> the fact the fact
3: that the hammers were sentient and had feelings and were yeah, getting that was, that, was like,
0: that was a little too much. Yeah.
3: Um, this doesn't ring true to me. So I assume that there is a story where Thor and Jane fought Gore the God Butcher. That was a lot more like Endgame, where the stakes were pretty vicious. And, um, but Korg glossed <laughs> over everything. And and I was like, uh, it, again, half an hour into it, I'm like, going, I'm not going to like this. I'm really not going to like this. <laughs> and uh, the whole, uh, I mean, even the God's Palace thing seemed, like it was being told like an eight by an eight year old kid it, it didn't ring true to me it didn't ring believable yeah I mean again I, I I sort of like was I felt very deflated walking out of the movie theater I was like Ugh.
1: and it had that feeling the whole way through it was just far too comedic and like you guys were saying you know like that could just be Korg's embellishment but all the same um It was just a bit much. I, th- I feel like Stormbreaker's insecurity. I mean, it did come through as funny. I did laugh, but at the same time, you're absolutely right. Like, yeah. And I really like hated the whole thing with the kids. Like following the kids around was very, very freaking corny. And how he just kind of like at the end was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna need some help." Uh, you're all little Thors now. It was just <laughs> like what. What the fuck? Well, why didn't he do that when Thanos was on, on, on their ship about to fuck stuff up? Like, I I, I don't know, but I, I enjoyed it. I always need a rewatch on these things because the first time around, I don't retain everything. I totally forgot about his face yeah. being on the back of Valkyrie's head. But uh, yeah,
3: I, 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 also, I also think that there was way too much Guns N' Roses in that
0: movie. Oh, there yeah. was way too much, Actually, especially the kids being paycheck. Axel. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's very interesting how Marvel uses music to sort of like clue you into what time period it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, Guardian, the first Guardians of the Galaxy is obviously like late 70s. That's where that movie rests or whatever. Uh, but I'm like, this one is like definitely an eight late '80s movie. <laughs> yeah. you know, and but it's I'm...
1: almost like they even like his Ravager's jacket almost looked like a thriller jacket, just with the sleeves ripped off. You know, what yeah, I mean? it did too, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> 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 I got it right here. I, well, that's, that's Thriller. Come on. Yep. <laughs> sure is. He went from bad bod to god. I was like, what? I did like how they did his boots, though, because the boots looked like the old comics where they were oh, the the original, black with yeah. like yeah. yellow wrap yeah. around it, so that yes. was awesome. Mm. Yes. I think Jack during the movie was like, shut up about the fucking boots already.
0: <laughs> no, because you said I didn't even catch that, and I was just like, oh, yeah, they are. But, I was yeah. very mad that we didn't get to see beta ray bill because i thought for sure he was gonna show up yeah there was a couple of times when Jeremy and i were watching it we're like okay here it comes he's coming now that and we thought we were gonna see hercules and then oh, all of a sudden yeah we finally did
1: i think that finally not made in the, the capacity the we wanted to see right to yeah see kick some ass you
3: know? <laughs> yeah i was i was very disappointed in both of the teasers i was like mm. mm-hmm Oh, all right. Whatever. Like they could, yeah. Have especially that and the credits film. I mean, I, I do appreciate the fact that they gave Jane a better story because in dark world and in the first Thor movie, she was just like, she's the girlfriend. Yeah. Right. You know, um, didn't really have a whole lot for her to do. I mean, yeah, she did the little turny thing that with the conversion or whatever, but she was, she had much more agency in this movie and I appreciate that. And, but it just seems so arbitrary that it's like, well, if you get to pick up the hammer, does that mean that, that Cap is in Valhalla too? Because he picked up the hammer, is that where he's at?
1: Ooh. Or, or is Cap on the moon like we've been told? Is he on the moon? <laughs> hey, that's that's actual food for thought right there. What if Cap is in Valhalla? Why wouldn't he be by all logic?
0: What's he gonna do there? He's in Valhalla. <laughs> They, don't, don't they can't know. come he'll back. Sneak,
1: can he'll sneak out so he can be with
3: Peggy. That, that'll that yeah.
0: <laughs> be. I'm guess sure. i glad they did. They did go the route of her getting cancer and then becoming Thor. I was really glad they did that because I wasn't sure if they were going to or not.
1: I love how they like the where they in New Asgard, like where the remnants of Mjolnir had been laying on the ground like they couldn't even broken. They couldn't pick it up. So they just mm-hmm. dug the ground out around it and made it a memorial. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Until she picked it up and made the whole memorial useless. But
0: anyway, <laughs> now it's just a hole with a pillar standing. I, I did enjoy
3: the whole black and white sequence. I thought that was great. The fact that you know mm. he he sucked all the color out. But again, we had one of those like super cosmic powerful beings from the Marvel Universe, Eternity. But he was just like this, yeah, stone figure. He, he he had no sentience or or power. It was just very strange how they presented that figure and i was like wow it was
1: still cool as shit to see though i gotta say seeing him sitting there was amazing um i i thoroughly enjoyed uh christian bale as gore the god butcher i thought he did an amazing job that opening uh scene i really dug especially when he killed the god his god Mm -hmm. that oh man i loved it and I, i just thought he was um I told Jack during the movie or after, I was like, you know, I wonder if, like, this is what Christian Bale would have done with the Joker in the Dark Knight Returns had he been cast that way. Because there were just times he just made these distorted, twisted faces that were just fucking creepy. I thought he played the character very well, but I don't see... I I thought so, too. Like Moon Knight, I don't know the back history of gore this was my introduction to him so i can't say you know like oh he was true to the comic or they did him well you know i don't know ethan Ethan hawk was fantastic in that too so it was good ethan hawk in moon knight he was he was great oh yeah yeah Mm. yeah yeah he was handsome hawk (laughs) and jack remember (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: I guess what it all comes down to, I really have my fingers crossed for Black Panther 2 because
1: <laughs> the last couple of outings for Marvel for me have been like... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking no. of which, I mean, unless uh, there's anyone else had anything else on Thor. Mm-mm. I'm curious on your thoughts of episode one of She-Hulk, David. Uh,
3: you know, again, uh, she's another character that I don't know that well because uh, she was after my comic time and... Mm-hmm. I felt some of the techniques that they were using, uh, uh, breaking the fourth wall and talking yeah, to the yeah. audience. I'm like going, is this, they're going to bring Deadpool and She-Hulk together? Is, are they going to be a team up at some point? And um, I did a, I did. A kind of appreciate, I mean, I sat through the whole thing, kind of watching it and going, oh, this is kind of interesting, get to see, and and to hear Bruce talk about what was happening during the blip, when mm-hmm. he, t- when he yeah. told me about the place. Yeah. And, uh, which echoes back to the first Avengers movie where Tony says, what if you're we're on a beach somewhere turning brown rather than green? So it was interesting to see that. And to see Bruce kind of put up with her obsession with Cap's virginity was, was very <laughs> humorous. And uh, just the way it was told, this this sort of like, uh, it was mostly flashback because she she had to, I mean, starts in her office where she's gonna go defend her case or whatever, and then she turns uh-huh. to the camera and tells you this is what's happening. Right. Oh, I'm a Hulk and all this kind of stuff. The, again, the, the best thing of the whole episode for me were the last three seconds of the whole thing. To me, that was pure comedy goal. And and Marvel has done that like four separate times before, where they've cut somebody off right in the middle of saying fuck. And I think that is <laughs> hilarious. I think that's <laughs> so. I mean, Aunt May did it when she saw that Peter was Spider-Man. What the fuck? Yeah. And then Petey did it when, you know, they revealed his identity. What the fuck? And they cut it off. And they did the same thing. <laughs> I, I thought that's just, that's awesome. That's so great. And I, I was not, I didn't, the CGI didn't bother me at all. I, I, I completely bought into it. I was like, yeah, okay, this this works. And what's interesting to see is what we were handed for like the last 30 years the superhero coming to grips with who they are and how they got these powers and fighting against them sort of rejecting the reality of being a superhero what we've seen like over the last five years people pick it up and go okay i'm a superhero i know what to do yeah and they, and they they're <laughs> right there into it and that that was exactly what this whole thing was you know and and once <laughs> bruce is like this is 15 years of research <laughs> Well, I, I picked it up in a day. <laughs>
1: you know, yeah. and I, know yeah.
3: <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Fill in like,
1: the oh, gaps okay. with a
3: montage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is sort of like a, a meta storytelling device because they understand that people have been watching these things for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. They, they get the whole idea that people, you know, Nick Fury has that line in, in the first Avengers movie, you know, the world is filling up with people that can't be matched. And here we're getting to see all of these people start to make their appearances and stuff. And so the audiences understand that here comes the, here come these people and they have these powers. Why wouldn't the characters in these stories understand? Yeah, I've got powers just like those guys did. I get it. I know what I'm supposed to do. And right. again, she's telling her, I'm not going to be a superhero. I'm not a superhero. And then at the end of the movie, what does she do? She becomes a superhero. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's how they did it in the comics, with her being able to, be normal all the time but i really liked how they how she explained it pretty much how she's always you know, she's always had a grip on her emotions so that's why it's so easy for her and the explanation why she always did get cat called and hearing that she's not doing her job right from yeah, you're, you're, you're just
3: naming the baseline of a woman's life uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm,
1: yeah
2: i just really liked how they put that whole thing into there to, to make it and right i just do it And I just love Bruce's constant reaction of just getting one up, like when they're tossing the boulders and then he's got to, like, just launch one off into space. Yeah,
1: that was... (laughs) Not
0: only that, but it was awesome seeing Hulk get pissed, kind of. I mean, he didn't really get pissed, but he got pissed enough, like, when he threw that boulder out. He just launched that fucker out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I wish... I'm getting kind of sick of Professor Hulk already. I mean, I like him, but I miss like old rage Hulk. Like, I well, wish. The there was. Like, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is we, we got a really
0: solid
3: explanation about why his arm is healed.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that was cool, too. It's like,
3: OK, well, yeah. OK, perfect.
2: Well, it's going to be interesting, too. I'm hearing rumblings of like a World War Hulk movie, potentially. Oh, with, I've uh, heard that, too. Yeah. With the uh, ship or whatever, right from the beginning of that. So it'd be kind of cool to see hopefully get his rage back.
1: Didn't I feel like they've already touched on well I guess they touched on the World War Hulk uh storyline with Ragnarok with him being lost in space yeah. or, you know another planet but uh,
0: he didn't rule there. He was kind of just a, no, they, a gladiator. They,
1: they just took, like, two little aspects well, of that story uh, and threw it in this that, that that movie. That, right. was
3: the, that was the Planet Hulk storyline, right? Uh, World War Hulk, Hulk happens on Earth, doesn't it? Isn't that well, it they
1: life? lead into each other. Planet Hulk <laughs> happens. And then, like, in the comics, like, he, he's the ruler. He's has his queen. He has a family. He's happy. And then, like, a year later, the ship that he had been shot off with... Like had a deteriorating uh yeah, like battery been or something. what's he'd that?
3: He'd been exiled. He'd been exiled by the Illuminati, right? Correct. Yeah. And then they the ship shipped they him had off.
1: sent him off in the like the core, the battery or something, like fell apart and exploded and blew up and killed like his entire civilization, his family and everything. So him and like Korg and a bunch of other who was it the Scar Sakar or was it uh had to have been the Scar his right? son? Huh?
2: Isn't his son named Scar? Or am I I thinking of something? The alien race. What is
1: it? The Sakar, Is that what I'm I'm thinking of? Yeah. 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 That he then, like, to for revenge, comes back to Earth, and starts gathering up these heroes, and he turns like uh Yankee Stadium into like a like a like a like a like a Coliseum. Yes, thank you, Coliseum, and makes them fight to the death. And if they refuse, they have these things on them that don't. I'm sorry. I'm getting lost in a foxhole. I'm just getting excited
2: about it. <laughs> I'm excited for uh, Charlie Cox to be back as Daredevil. I know it's going to be a little bit lighthearted, oh, yeah. more lighthearted mm-hmm. than the uh, Netflix series. Oh. but.
3: If the the design that they've done for his suit with the touches of yellow, I'm like, that is
1: fantastic. Yes. (laughs) That'd be cool. That's for sure. I, the only thing I know of She-Hulk, I've never read She-Hulk comics. I don't feel like they've always had her be an attorney. Like that was something within like the past 10 to 15 years that they brought into comics. I could be wrong. I think so. Yeah. I I had
3: heard, I had heard that uh, the reason that her character was created was because when Bill Bixby was doing the Hulk television series, they were exploring the idea of having a female Hulk in that. Wow. Um, and that's sort of like where the genesis of that character comes from is they weren't, I don't know if they could could figure out how to do it on screen. Uh, and so it just ended up going to the comic books first or whatever, but um, at that's what I heard anyway. Right. So,
1: uh, I had only ever seen her in like others other comics, mainly the Fantastic Four. I don't, I can't yeah. remember why in the story, but there was a again because everybody
3: lives in New York. In- oh well, right. Yeah. But there was, there know, was a everybody. Sp- everybody interacts with the Fantastic Four at some point. So.
1: <laughs> we're gonna stay story, at the Baxter Building for a little while. There was a story <laughs> arc where the thing had to leave for a while. I can't remember where he went, why he went, but he was absent, and she came and took his place in the Fantastic Four for a while. Yeah, she became
3: the tank for a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, but that's really all I know her from. But I got to tell you, seeing that 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 gal grow seven feet tall and turn green and get a head full of luscious hair, how could you not love her? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, damn. <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm hoping it's a good series. Um, you know, there's the Daredevil tease. We've seen um, Abomination being teased. Uh, Mm -hmm. From the Edward Norton
2: film. So that's exciting. Wong will be in it. so Oh, I forgot Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, you're right. Wong is just an amazing badass. Like, he's in so many fucking movies and he just destroys whatever he's in. He's a master of Sorcerer Sorcerer Supreme. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Sorcerer
2: Supreme, right?
0: (laughs) One thing I'm kind of confused with Abomination is I didn't think that he changed back and forth. He just was.
1: Yeah, that was the
3: impression I I got from the Edward Norton movie is that that change was kind of permanent
1: yeah (laughs) uh, they must have not killed him in that movie i for some reason had memory being killed but
3: i really want them to bring back tim blake nelson as the leader i just want to see what happens you know to that character and uh, you know but yeah yeah
1: i i there's still a part of me i think it's too late with the character's evolution now but i still would have loved to seen a mark ruffalo uh, hulk film um, but, you know, yeah. they took that character's, or by the time he was joining, that part of the evolution had already kind of been cemented. And
0: I don't Actually, know. I, I saw uh, a video the other day that was kind of explaining why we haven't seen a Hulk movie yet. And it's all because of licensing and stuff. It's stupid like that. He's allowed to show up with the, the group, but if it was under just hulk then it had to go to i think paramount or something like that
1: yeah i think it was paramount who did like the first or first iron man or maybe both uh one and two i know they did captain america i'm pretty sure i can't remember
0: but right now they've got like two more years and then all of a sudden it'll go back to marvel so that's why there's the the world war hulk rumor going around in like 2023 or four or something like that i hope i'm still alive (laughs) if i see you out of my lifetime in two years it'd be great
3: well i mean you know it it all depends on if we're still a country not then too so you know know. yeah (laughs) no one's
1: safe anymore but
2: i'm just curious how the next avengers movie like we have so many new characters like how is all this going to come together yeah it's going to take half the fucking movie just to introduce everybody you know
1: well i mean think about how long it took to well that's not true i was going to say get to the avengers films but there were there were two before the infinity ones came out i don't know i'm sure they'll use that first one to introduce everybody and then you know next ones will build up to secret wars i think king comes before secret wars i don't remember but Mm -hmm. um, yeah i think you're right i mean it's looking like it's going to be america chavez uh miss marvel she hulk um Doctor Strange, War Machine, Iron Heart, right? Isn't that coming out soon? Iron mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, they showed pictures of her
1: in yeah, that suit.
0: She's being introduced in uh, Black Panther 2. Wakanda, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, because they were like they they showed like cutting out the little heart of a, st- of a piece of steel in that trailer, right?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I don't. I wonder him. how they're going to work with that because, well, I guess I've got the number one of steel or of of that one, and she. I, it's this is like a virtual. Like hologram of Tony. Like he's he's gone right now or something like that. And that's somehow she ends up being real techie and builds a suit. Or, I can't remember. I have to reread that one. <laughs> All will be revealed though. I don't know.
1: I, I and i can't think of examples right now but if i just looked around a little bit on my shelf here i could find several things like man i wish they'd be doing this and this and this before they be <laughs> really do all this other stuff but who am i i'm not a movie Wish maker. the turtles
0: would show up in the <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah, well there's a there's a franchise that needs um some cpr i don't know that new one that's yeah. coming out you know they've They've said it's going to be CGI and they said it's uh, I think they released the title and they showed like the logo graphic for it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about all this. It's, <laughs> it just was Seth Rogen's name on it. Nothing against Seth Rogen, but he's just in fucking everything. It's just if one of those turtles goes. <laughs> like I'm going like to be so fucking out. But now we're just getting now I'm just getting mad over nothing. So I better stop talking about that. All right. Was there anything else we want to touch on before we wrapped it up? i think we got it all i mean there's been so many things um obi-wan was great i just gotta say that uh, yes. not without its problems though certainly has right. problems season three of the boys was amazing um still really want to see nope <laughs> but i don't think anyone here has seen nope so nope i don't think we can talk about oh, oh nice, <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> and um but two two movies that came out straight to streaming i just want to touch on quick most recently was prey um, you know, I'm not a die-hard Predator fan. The first two I really liked, the like the Predators and Predator versus Alien. Like I was like, uh, didn't care to even go see. But damn, this was a pretty freaking good movie. I thought.
0: Yeah, I liked it a lot too. So I was really worried on how we would hold up 300 years ago against a Predator, and pretty well, we found well, that out. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, very <laughs> <Pretty> well. well. <laughs>
3: But- I know I know uh I mean my my subscription to Disney Plus doesn't include Hulu but I'm hoping at some point it transitions over to my brand of it because I mean they're carrying Logan and Deadpool now so I mean they're going to have yeah. r rated oh. stuff so uh hopefully it'll it'll show up in my queue and I'll be able to watch it uh but I've seen everybody talking about it I've seen scenes of it and and uh it does look pretty amazing so
1: Yeah I was pleasantly surprised but I will have to say, I've already touched on this once, but the most pleasant of surprises was the Rescue Ranger, Chip and Dale movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I yes. could not believe how good that film was. I went in, maybe it's just because I went in expecting to be utterly disappointed, but... Same here. <laughs> like, holy shit, did they do it? They couldn't have done it any better. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting a second one. The only thing I hated was that, like, they're chipmunk voices that we all grew up with was like a stage voice for them and they had like the voice yeah. of fucking um andy sandberg and um uh, miscellaneous dude number two but yeah <laughs> where everybody what's that was it john mulaney who, who was
0: yes yes that's john who it was
1: yeah but every other character in the universe their on-screen voice is their real voice so like it's like eh. but see I'm, I'm nitpicking it's a it's a child's movie so what am i doing but um
0: well zipper and gadget were married too I, that was kind of weird
2: yeah and they got busy
1: <laughs> yeah see there were definitely things for adults in there too
2: like there was, they, <laughs> they they
1: it wasn't written just to appeal to ch- children nowadays to reintroduce this was written for us who grew up with it you know mm-hmm.
2: so, Well, and all the freaking cameos in it was just oh amazing God.
1: ugly sonic <laughs> yeah you ugly Sonic was so funny. Every was time he so went to talk funny, and they saw his mouth, and they were just watching. it was good. And you know, I, I was talking to Brooke about the other day. You know, you know, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. Can I say who the bad guy was, David? And, or no? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. So the bad guy was the guy who had played. Peter Pan in the original Disney Peter Pan movie, and he just That's right. <laughs> had been cast to the side. Well, come to find out, the kid who actually voiced Peter Pan, like went through some of that mm-hmm. same kind of rejection and shit, like they made this fictional Peter it Pan pretty dozen, close to home. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty accurate to this real life tragic story that happened to the guy who played Peter Pan. It's um, see it, watch it, <laughs> I dare you. This generation's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And Roger Rabbit was in it, too. So that was another plus. But
0: Yeah, they even referenced Dip, too, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. It's Dip! The cameos were crazy. There was a South Park cameo in it. Yeah. Beavis and mm-hmm. Butthead cameo in it. Like, I couldn't... Be- uh, did you guys see Uncharted? Yes. No.
3: Yes. <laughs> it, it took me, like, two or three days to get through it on Netflix because I was just like, okay, I've had enough of this. and <laughs> Come back to it. Because, mainly because I, I I I like the games, I just I just couldn't buy Tom Holland as as Nick Drake or whatever his name is Nathan Drake or whatever. Um I had to look past it to get past that.
0: I, I enjoyed it because it, it did have a lot of uncharted in it. But
3: they made they made both a Jack Sparrow and a Indiana Jones joke. I think it was like So <laughs> oh, let me get this straight. You live in a universe where those fictional characters live. It was just so like Yeah. Did they make those kind of references. I don't know. I just
0: it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> the mustache joke at the end was hilarious, yeah. With Sully, though, that was I cracked up pretty hard. On
3: that. <laughs> it was nice that they had the original voice actor
0: on the beach, too. That was pretty good. So, yes, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I yeah, even I was like, Is that him? And I was yeah. like, Oh, it sure was. When I watched the credits, I was happy. Wow, I mean, I,
3: I love the short that Nathan Fillion did where he uh was was nathan drake uh,
0: yeah I it was so good that was like perfect casting it was like look this is him you have to have him
1: yeah I mean, as far he, as i know he would love
0: to do it but they just yeah.
1: wouldn't he would have been great like 10 years ago or whatever but yeah, yeah. a little too old to do all those stunts now well of course you can just always get a stunt person too all right yeah, no. uh, maybe I need to see Uncharted. I've never played the games. I don't know anything about it other than Tom Holland was just in the. List I mean, the
3: if movie. if you like National Treasure, it's kind of like the same thing where you know it's, it's a big world-spanning. We got to find the treasure kind of thing. I mean, yeah. Tomb Raider with yeah, I a man.
1: I love yeah. the National Treasure movies,
3: even though.
0: <laughs> re-watch Did you guys one. see
3: the 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 Gray Man too on Netflix with?
0: Uh, Ryan Gosling and I have I have to watch Mm -hmm. it again because I was kind of sidetracked the whole time watching it but it was from what I saw it was really good yeah I I saw it (laughs)
1: and
3: and I I should go I've seen the trailer for it and I think it looks really kind of dumb but everybody kind of raves about bullet train I should probably go see bullet train mainly because there's a Power Rangers connection to it so oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Yoshi Sedarso is in it. He 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 played uh, the Blue Ranger in uh, what was it? Dino
0: Charge? I think it was
3: Dino. Huh. Charge. Oh wow!
0: I know. What it look like it looks like it's a good time movie, not a great movie, but a good time. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The thing about movies like that and The Gray Man is like you have these people who are involved in like these uber-traumatic events where uh, a train will completely derail and destroy blocks of, of a city, or a building will explode and fall down around them. And anybody else in the world would, like, go across the street and sit down on the sidewalk and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I lived through that. Ah, oh, I'm in shock. Oh, yeah. But every one of these guys just kind of like, all right, we need to get in this car and move on because if we didn't get here... You know, you know, just another Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what, what really... <laughs> again, it's one of those little tropes of cinema like that, whether it be Mission Impossible or Jason Bourne or whatever, you have all of these big set pieces where all this horrific stuff happens, but it always ends up with two guys punching each other in the face at the end. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Man, could have saved us a lot of time if you just gone right to that punch. Right.
1: <laughs> I did hear they're making another uh, Mission Impossible film. So uh,
3: I... It's going to be back to back. They're
1: filming them both
3: at the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> it's going to be like a what? part one and two. Yeah. Part one and part two. I got to get caught up on them then. They are so fun. And I got to tell <sighs> you, man, like I, looking back at all the films, because how many of them are there now? Fuck, there's like four,
2: It's like a thousand of them.
3: Yeah. These these two coming out, I think, is seven and eight, or is it eight and nine? I think.
2: Geez. There's. I think seven as Fast and and eight, the Furious. I really I enjoy the Heath
3: and Hunt character. I mean, uh, yeah. It's really interesting, especially in, in one of the later ones with Alec Baldwin, where he's talking about, I really don't think that Ethan Hunk is that competent. It's just that he has this incredible superpower of luck. It just works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I would say so. The way he was dangling off that helicopter the last time, I'd call that pretty fucking lucky. But, you know, I can never remember, like, like what like the trouble is from any movie. I just remember the action, because it's just so good. And just knowing that he's doing all that shit, like, himself, like... Adds so much to the watch, for me, anyway. I don't know about you. Uh, And
3: you also know that at some point, you know, Tom Cruise is just going to run for 600 yards flat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's unavoidable. It's just, yeah, the toll you have to pay. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm excited for that uh, all the same. But that's probably
2: another few years off. Speaking of Tom Cruise, has anybody seen the uh, new uh, Top Gun movie? Yes. No. No. I haven't seen it yet. David, is it worth it?
3: Yes, it is what's interesting about it is I remember I was in the, I went into um, army basic training in 1986 for, before national guard, because I wanted to get the GI bill to help pay for school. And uh, the first Top Gun movie came out while I was in basic training. And that movie really is sort of like a advertisement for the military. Join I say it's a recruiting <laughs> wet dream. Yeah, that yeah, it is. It's <laughs> a dream and um, what's, what's great about, uh the new maverick movie is that in one sense it's almost a shot for shot remake of the original top gun um because it has the same story beats uh especially when they get to the whole sports sequence on the beach where everybody has their shirts off and you're like
0: of course (laughs) yes
3: and then of course it ends with a big you know dog fight with planes and, and that's how it ends and stuff um but the if you if you're familiar with the first movie there are some Im- emotional impact moments for this one that are uh like a 30-year payoff and that i think that's wow right. really? especially with the uh the val Kilmer
1: character okay so kind of mm, like a cobra yeah. kai uh, feeling like where you see these yeah character. So. Yeah,
3: what yeah what worked for cobra kai works for maverick
1: so. okay I mean, i've heard it's amazing i just i have to see the first top gun yet i haven't seen that one yet I might be in the air force. Oh, so it's really nice to be
3: sitting in the theater and the and the lights go down and then you hear that opening uh na, the opening, na, 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 na. yeah, the opening chords for the for the top gun theme
1: and you're like, "Oh, it's Top Gun." <laughs> <laughs> the sugar coming out of the screen. Yeah. But, all right, guys, anything else to touch on before we wrap it up? Huh? I think I'm tapped. Yeah, I think I am too. We've been pretty freaking thorough more thorough than i thought we'd be and in a good amount of time we thought we'd be on here for like three hours right (laughs) (laughs) all right well with all that being said jack what do we have on the website sir go
0: to candidairpodcast.com where you can listen like subscribe follow become a patron buy some merch and see some of our special guests and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work send us an email on our contacts page
1: and you can find us on Twitter at canned air pod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And uh, David, I totally forgot. What are your social media handles? I forgot to write them down.
3: Uh, I'm at David J. Fielding on Twitter and uh, DJ fielding underscore Zordon on Instagram. You can also find me on TikTok under the real Zordon. So.
1: There you go. <laughs> Any uh, con appearances coming up. I will be in
3: uh, Pasadena, California next week for power Morphicon, which is the big, uh, Ooh. Biannual, or uh, it used to—it used to be every two years. We haven't had one for four years. The last one was uh, 2018, but um, it's the big Power Ranger Central uh, convention uh, next weekend. So, nice. be be like over 100 Power Rangers there. It's going to be insane.
1: Nice. That'll make for an awesome group picture, won't it? Yeah. awesome, man. So get out there and uh, check David out, and uh, check him out on his social media and you can also if you want to support us head over to that website jack was talking about candarepodcast.com a few ways you can support us a link to our patreon page a link to merch uh, t-shirts mugs stickers all kinds of stuff and uh, if you can't uh, support us financially then just go to your podcast player of choice and leave us a review because that helps tremendously too Uh, randy what else we got
2: uh, again, evergreenpodcast.com And if you have any spooky, paranormal, whatever stories It is almost the time of season So let it let us have it We want to hear your spooky, get you, spooky shit
1: Yeah, we want you on the show to tell your story uh, Check out our last year's Halloween episode If you're interested, don't know what to expect Because that's what you can expect A whole hell of a lot of fun I love that episode It was a blast I can't wait to make a new one So yeah, uh, reach out to us at info at candarepodcast.com And I think that's going to do it for this episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley.
2: I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm David Fielding, Zorda. It
1: never gets old, man. It never fucking
2: gets old. Oh, man, the hair (laughs) on my arm stood up. (laughs) Excuse me while I fangirl for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so
1: much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other.
3: are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where you gotta go?
1: I don't know yet, but that'll show them. (laughs) It sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Canned Air podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!
0: This has been a Canned Air production.
3: Mad Magazine Advertising Mascots B-Movie Posters And Cartoons
0: Think behind the music for the stuff we love.
3: Check out our website at 2
0: com, and listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.